You are listening to Goodfellas Minute 95. I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hello, welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture of Goodfellas one awkwardly admonishing minute at a time. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. With me is Josh Flanagan. Hello. And Ron Richards. I love that call. And rounding out the week is our special guest, Greg Young from the Bowery Boys podcast. Hello. So this minute begins with Johnny Roast Beef is still in trouble. <laughs> and it ends, what did I tell you? <laughs> a lot of awkwardly yelling at Johnny Roast Beef. It's a fairly consistent minute. It really is. He's being roasted. Oh, oh! Good job! <laughs> good night, everyone. <laughs> It's, like one, it's one minute of him being ro- roasted. It's a very, very solid, consistent minute. <laughs> well, this, this this minute is really the, the 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 master class in Robert De Niro. I think this is this is yeah, like this De, is the best De in the movie. This this is De Niro's moment to shine. Well, there's a lot of the improv movie. here. Yeah, and actually, I, I talked about it yesterday. But in uh, there's a great, great, great oral history of Goodfellas in GQ magazine from a couple of years ago. Was it? Um, I forget when the when it are, it's it's available online. Oh, it was 2010. Uh, so in September 2010, the 20th anniversary, they did a great oral history, and Johnny Roast Beef actually tells the story of this scene, and he says that it's all De Niro. He said that when they were doing when they were prepping for the film, De Niro pulled him aside and said, "Johnny, somewhere, I don't care where it is, just tell me not to get excited." <laughs> and you can see it in the, in this minute. When he's yelling at Johnny and they're doing the back and forth and there's the awkward silences and De Niro kind of steps away in anger and Johnny says, don't get excited. And it looks like De Niro's going to smack him. And it just that 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 was the trigger, you know, like he said, there's it, no, I actually wrote because I noticed that minute. That's or not minute, but that's that moment. And it, what are you getting excited for? Like, right. like, yeah, like, like, what is it? And, and I just thought, boy, that's that was the worst thing to say. Yep. <laughs> I feel like characters do this frequently in this movie where like with Spider for instance where it's like oh he should have just shut up yep. but he has to get one word in edgewise and it got worse yep. all's on that kid though <laughs> it's a long string of good improvs in yeah. this movie you guys who aren't necessarily professional actors doing a really good job of improving with De Niro yeah, which is and, and which, which is interesting because does that say more about the unprofessional actors rising to the occasion or De Niro making everyone around him better. I think it's a little of that. I think a little Marty like making a scenario where they could feel I mean finding people who had a personality. Gregarious Italian New Yorkers who are good yeah. at talking. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or not talking, just sort of looking like they don't know what to say. Yeah. I'm sorry. Do that. I'm sorry. Oh God, the the there's there's moments of there's- si- silence and you see Karen and Henry in the background watching. Like Karen it. got to go to the party, and this is what happens. Yeah, exactly. Oh. The one time <laughs> you bring me out, <laughs> and and the the shot the shot of Johnny just doing the like the the eye bulge. Go, oh, sorry, like I, you know, like and it's and like the yelling is great, but the quiet is almost even worse. You know, my favorite <laughs> thing that I had I don't think I'd ever noticed specifically was. The wife starts to say something. She also loves the car, yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Roast Beef, and he Mrs. and he Rose Beef. Mrs. Yeah. Roast Beef, yes. And he he puts his hand on her, 
And he says, excuse me, darling. And he says in a completely different tone of voice, and he just pushes her away. Yep. <laughs> I don't care what you have to say or what you – excuse me, darling. Yep. And then he, then he goes right back to the, the laser focus on, on Mr. Roast Beef. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we figured out who the low man in the totem pole in this crew is, and it's Johnny Roast Beef. There's always oh, one guy that the crew <laughs> picks on. and You thought maybe it's Carbone? No, it's Johnny Roast Beef. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the one that they're always poking at. You can tell. He's got that yeah. kind of face. Well, yeah, he's got a face he can punch. So, so did he? So did he screw up, or nope. was Jimmy not clear? Or, yeah, was it or was it bad communication? He totally because others, up. as we see, others went ahead and bought stuff later. Well, Frankie well, yeah. Carbone is not; he's an outlier. Well, the, not and, a smart man. And and, <laughs> and, that, and that's and that's the thing about this is that so basically so the so the the heist happens and. What's interesting is that you know, as as Jimmy is the point that they're making the scene is that they, everyone needs to lay low because everyone's looking at them, right? And the conventional wisdom in the, the research that I did, some of the articles I read, and then also mentioned Wise Guy, pretty the the majority of law enforcement knew who did it. They knew exactly who did it, but they took them thirty five years to prove, you know, like they they've never ever able they were never able to prove it or depend it on anybody. Mm-hmm. Right, but what's I like that there was the one guy, like the Lester Freeman guy, in a room somewhere, just working on this. <laughs> I could just put it together. I know. He's got the he's got a huge board full of pictures taped up there and string and a crazy a crazy wall. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so the the law enforcement know who did it. But what I thought was really interesting was in in Wise Guy Henry explains at the party. Somebody made a joke about the Latanza heist saying, oh, I bet those guys are in the Caribbean by now. Aside from the people who did the heist, no one knew they did it. And Henry recounts this story of these idiots at the party talking, speculating who did it. And Paulie is sitting there staring at Jimmy while this conversation is happening and they're just keeping their mouths shut. So even, even people in the greater crew didn't know who did it. And so, and so like that, so that was why Jimmy is flipping out that he, they're showing things off because they don't want to give away who did it because not only do they worry about law enforcement, but they got, if other gangsters know that they have $5 million, what are they going to do? They're going to try to take it. Right. Are you stupid or what? You hear what I said? So I, I thought, I thought, I thought that was, I thought that was really, uh, you know, I mean, the quote from Henry in the book is, is, uh, this guy, Lenny, Lenny Vario, Paulie's brother. Who made the joke saying that the guys who made the score must be in Puerto Rico or Florida? And he goes, uh, he goes. Suddenly, I realize he's not joking. I mean, he doesn't know a thing about it. He's sitting in a room with the guys who did Lufthansa and doesn't even know it. His own brother Paulie just salted away one third of the loot in Florida, and Lenny's totally in the dark. That's uh, fascinating. I like, uh, I like the repeated use of the line "samata with you." <laughs> "Samata with you." <laughs> now, the sad, the sad part is, De Niro is brilliant in this. But this is, you've also heard him say that line or variants of lines of that in like the past 20 years in inferior products. Because, of course, you know, he gets a little typecast or he chooses roles that are perhaps a little easier for him to walk through. But Samata with you. Yep. Uh, I mean, let's let's be fair. He's very good at it. Well, hold on. I think we're giving Robert De Niro a lot of credit. And really, we need to give more credit to that crease in his forehead. (laughs) because <laughs> that is what makes all this work mm-hmm. in that forehead oh man angry De Niro is the best we, we, were talk, we were talking last week about how I want to get yelled at by Paul Savino I think I want to get yelled at by De Niro too 
It'd scare me. I'd, you know, I'd wet my pants oh, like easily. Pathology's amazing. Speaking <laughs> of people who are scared and wetting their pants, the fun fact for this episode is that the roast beef of old England is a song from 1731, written by Henry Fielding. <laughs> and whenever the uh, Royal Navy sits down for a meal, the song is played. Wow. And uh, also, whenever the United States Marine Corps sits down for a formal dinner and there's beef served, the, that song is also played. <laughs> oh, wow. So Roast Beef has its own theme song, that. kind of like a WWE wrestler. Sounds unnecessary. I kind of want to put that But also phone. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like I should have that recording. Yeah. Are you going to put that song on? I'm having the sandwich. <laughs> Put the song on. What do you want? So I want to go back. To, who said Lester Freeman? I want to go back to this reference because I just realized there's one. I have another wire connection to Uh-oh. this story. Okay. And that is we mentioned that the heist is never seen, right? Because, of course, Henry did not participate in it. So we just sort of hear about the heist. And now, of course, we're seeing the aftermath of the heist. There are actually two films that came out that actually document the heist. They're little scene films. Um, one of them is called The Big Heist, but the other one is called The $10 Million Getaway. And do you know who plays Stax in The $10 Million Getaway? But Wendell Pierce the from The Bear. Wow. In an early role. So I just, when you said Lester Freeman, I, my mind went... I, did not I don't know if you can find this movie. I can't. It's probably not even in a bargain bin, but it would be interesting to see. One of my one of my favorite moments also in this minute is the moment that that Johnny turns. Yeah, because he's kind of fighting it for a little bit, and in the one moment he just shrugs a little, like, mm-hmm. eh. you yeah. know, eh. and it's a really. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who is not an actor, and that is a that is a high end pro actor move. That, well, that but, the, but the thing is, is that like I don't know how much acting Johnny Roast Beef is doing. Working in Rayos and working at a deli in Harlem, I feel like he's had this conversation before in life. You know, not about not about the car, but like someone has gotten mad at him for doing something, and he's well, had to he's explain himself. Now, yeah, I know he's Even acting if he's now. had it before, he's got to recreate it. That's called acting. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, I can't act. I smirk through everything. I know, like it, there's something to it. Yeah, I really like that moment. I think it's a real and it's yeah. it's super subtle, and it's you know it's in the face of you know Robert De Niro, yeah. literally coming at you. What what gets me there's there's a good there's a good five seconds or whatever where there where and it's a shot over behind De Niro looking at Johnny Rose Beef when they're locked in eye contact. Who's gonna blink? Yeah, and it's and it's honestly watching it like this closely, it's really amazing to watch because Johnny holds it. And like, there's a moment where because he's because he's shifting and he's going from one foot to the shifting his weight from one foot to the other foot. But in these five seconds, he he stands steadfast and he holds it and just stares at De Niro like, what are you gonna like? Almost challenging De Niro like, what are you gonna you know like? I got I just got married. It's a present. What do you, you know like? I'm I'm not gonna back down from I, this. I covered my bases. I'm fine. Yep. You're, yep. you're out of line. Yep. And that's oh, what right, he's, and, he's that, a killer. and that's what he says. Calm down. And that's when and at the end of the minute, when De Niro goes, what'd you say? You being a wise guy? Like that's when it, you know. Oh, this this minute is perfect. This is, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's just the Nero goodness. I love it. I don't have anything else to say about it, though. Because <laughs> it turns out nothing actually happens in there. Yeah, literally nothing. It's just a very it's, long one minute. It, it turns out sometimes that the parts of the movie that are best to watch, sometimes there's not a ton to say of them. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, um, maybe watch it one more time. This time, just watch the reactions of the wife. Yes. <laughs> because I don't... You know, I don't want to judge someone's acting skills, but it is funny to like to like stare at someone who's not sort of in the focus of the central uh, conflict, 
and like, what is she thinking? What is she putting into this role? She just wants to talk about her pink Cadillac because it's really all we know about her. <laughs> she likes. It. I want to know what a the character knows. Yeah, and B what they told the actor. Yes, I mean yeah. because basically Rose Beef got the. He got that line, just, you know, um, at some point, tell me, you know, to calm down or whatever. Like, what does she know? Does she know anything? <laughs> well, because- she's, she's his childhood sweetheart, so maybe, is she completely in the dark, or she just knows because she grew up around it, you know? Oh, don't give me that babe in the woods routine. <laughs> I'm really getting a lot of mileage out of that line. That you really I are. <laughs> she, I really she like ain't saying babe it. in the woods. Yeah. No, she's, if she wants a pink Cadillac, she ain't no babe in the woods, so. Yeah. She loves that car. Plus, look at that, look at the necklace. I mean, there's a lot of money yeah. being thrown around here. I, I do love, I, it happened in the last minute, I forgot to mention it, but I do love when, when they come in. And is, and it's all very warm and oh Johnny and then De Niro goes who's this and points at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, totally not sense. welcome. He's like it's my wife. Uh, we just got married. <laughs> and the car and the car was 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 purchased under his mother's name to avoid any connection, uh, which is 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 like a very stupid uh, justification <laughs> because he's driving it. Yeah, exactly. And it's a gigantic pink Cadillac. <laughs> Very yeah, very uh, very conspicuous to park that on the street at night outside of a bar. But well, you know, right in front. That's known. <laughs> yeah, <to be> owned. <laughs> I guess you're not gonna. I guess you're not going to like rob or steal a car that's attached to mob. But you know, well, that's the that's the thing I've always heard is that the mob neighborhoods were always the safest. Yeah, I don't know that that extends to mob neighborhoods where mobsters own bars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Oh, interesting. All right. Anything else this minute? It's a really, it's a, it's a very, it's a very good minute. It's efficient. The fuck count for this minute, as you might expect, has risen since Jimmy has worked up. <laughs> it's seven. All right. Uh, that means wow. the total for the week is ten. The total for the film is two hundred and eleven. <laughs> so awesome. we are way over the two a minute mark. That's like correct. still. All right. Great. That's correct. We're awesome. Good. Yeah. So that's it for Minute 95. You can tune in on Monday for Minute 96. And until then, you can check us out on Twitter at GoodfellasMin and on Instagram and Facebook at GoodfellasMinute. And you can find all of our episodes at GoodfellasMinute.com. And you can support the show by going to Patreon.com slash GFM. And if you support the show at the proper level, you get your own mob nickname. And this week, we are opening the books for Matt Barron. All right. Matt Barron's getting his own mob nickname. So let's... Ooh. Yeah, so, so Greg, to bring, uh, if you, we, 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 we're involving you in this process of opening the books. And like the, the legacy of Johnny Roast Beef, we need to come up with a nickname for this guy. Okay. Well, I think we should be inspired by Johnny Roast Beef and maybe look at a... a food-based nickname? What's his nickname? Matt Barron. Matt Barron. How about Matt McRib Barron? <laughs> Go with a brand name. <laughs> It's not very Italian either. It's more of okay. Don't have to do that one. Um, I was trying to I'm trying to think of a of a of a food. Matt Scampy. Matt. <laughs> he really uh, Matty Scampy. He Matty really Scampy. likes Scampy. He really likes I like that, Scampy. Matty like Scampy. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Josh hasn't even thrown one into the ring. Neither of you, Connor. So. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say bacon, but I like Matty Scampy. Yeah, because it's got a little touch to it. He really likes seafood. He really likes shrimp. Matt, like Maddie the Shrimp Scampy? Yeah, well. If only his last name was Scampy. Could be Maddie the Shrimp. Oh, yeah. Maddie the Shrimp. He's well, short? Is he short? Yes, we'll say he is. That would be terrible. <laughs> or he's really tall, and so Shrimp is ironic, and that's because oh, he likes Shrimp be so much. Yeah. Vaughn something. Oh, because you're the Baron? You're going yeah. German? Don't go German. Like, we're Come going on. food here. 
Yeah. You are. Don't go off book. <laughs> Where's the he's book? Trying, I got no he, book. He's trying to leverage Baron, like Baron von right, Matty Steen or something, you know? Like, no, yeah. I know, but nothing sounds right that I'm thinking of. Right. <laughs> Keep in mind, it's the mafia, Josh. Matty Red? Italian. Listen, Matty Red. We, can't, we, got, we came up with Spanish. Oh, what about Matt? Tony Three Toes, so don't act like. What about Matt, Matty the Kraut? <laughs> that got uncomfortable for a second. Yeah. It, it did, it did. <laughs> you Kraut Mick. <laughs> I like Matty Red because uh, you know, he's Red Bear. That's from The Godfather. Matty Red. Matty Red, like the sauce, maybe. Like so. red sauce. Yeah. Maybe I, I, Scampi might be my favorite still, though. Von Scampi? No, Von. <laughs> no, Von, Josh. I, I, want, I like it. Yeah. I'll abstain. All right. So we go Matt, Matt Scampy. Matty Scampy? Yeah. So, um. Was it Matt? Wait, is it Matty Scampy or is it Matt Scampy? I say Matt Scampy. No, Matty. I like Matty Scampy. Matty Scampy. Matty Scampy? Okay. It's just, to, just to keep the laughs going, I popped over to our friends over at the Mafia Name Generator. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, when I type in Matt Barron, it generates Donato the Greaser. <laughs> Oh, that's good. This website is the worst tool ever. I love Von it. Von Greaser. <laughs> I'm gonna, wait, I'm going to do my – wait, I'm doing mine because I, 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 I want to know what this is. Typing my name is – my my mafia name generator is – this is terrible. Nikki What's-His-Face. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, Greg. That's pretty good. Pretty Nikki good. Just call me. Just call me Nikki What's His Face. Well, it's better. I just typed mine in, and mine is uh, Luigi the Stink Eye. <laughs> that's, that's accurate. We've oh, never wow. done this actually. Let's do Josh. I, I know it's very obvious. That Josh Flanagan's is Tito Skunky Pants. <laughs> Guilty. What, what self-respecting mafia would use that? Yeah. <laughs> and Connor Kilpatrick is also known as Carlo Leatherchest. All right. <laughs> better than skunky pants. <laughs> skunky wow. Pants. All right. So, Matt Barron, you are Maddie Scampy, and thank you for becoming a patron. And if you want to become a patron and get your own mob nickname before the show ends, goodfellowsminute.com slash support. You can find our Patreon link there, or just go directly to patreon.com slash GFM. You can also help us to show up by shopping at Amazon at the previous page. And we thank everyone who does all those things. You are our favorite people. And if you have any questions or anything of note, email us at contactgoodfellowsmen.com. Before we break, Greg, you want to tell us a little more about the Bowery Boys book that's coming out? Oh, yes. Yeah. So the first ever Bowery Boys New York City history book is coming out in May, this May, May 2016. The title is called The Adventures of Old New York. And um, I'll leave the, the concept a little bit of a mystery, but it's essentially kind of a time machine, treasure hunt, scavenger hunt type book through the, the history of New York that you can see with your own eyes and you can see almost 400 years of history just by walking up and down the streets. So that's a, a little bit of a, a tiny hint of how the book is written and organized. Um, that'll be out in May. Great. And I can't wait, as a, as, a, as a proud listener of the Barry Boys podcast, I can't wait to see what you guys do in book format. That's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, well, and thank you for listening, and thank you for having me on the show. This has been a blast, actually. Awesome. And actually, before, before you go, I have one more question for you related to your podcast, Greg, mm-hmm. which is when are we getting an, an episode about the Throgs Neck Bridge? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to listen. To, you don't have well, to answer his question. I'm sorry. I, first of all, I've already I've written I've written about the I actually never written about the bridge, but I've definitely written about Throgsnet because it has a really interesting 
story, as you could imagine, behind the name. Um, But we do, you mentioned this in in, an earlier minute, but definitely we're trying to do more outer borough stuff. It's just about finding the right story that has appeal to our mix of listeners. But definitely we have... um, (laughs) That on on deck, and perhaps the Throg's Neck Bridge will be on there very soon, or at least you know City Island, maybe. Yeah, at least City Island. Well, I just the Throg's Neck Bridge is my own personal favorite bridge in all of the New York City, so uh, that's oh, yeah. that's it. And I don't even know why. I just like the name. Just the, and I've driven I've driven over it a lot. So all I know yeah. is I have least favorite bridges. What's your least favorite bridge, Josh? Kosciusko. Oh, wow, Kosciusko is pretty oh, bad. That's yeah. the worst bridge. <laughs> that really is the worst bridge, bridge on the worst bridge. road. Yeah. So, Greg, one more time before we go, where can people find you? Oh, you can find our podcast at the same place you found this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you you go find them, wherever you find your podcasts. Valley Boys History is the name of our blog for stories relating to our podcasts, and you can listen to our podcast on the blog. In addition, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter at Barry Boys, and also on Instagram at Barry Boys NYC. So there, and who knows how many other platforms we'll be on in the next year. So, <laughs> and I would, I would add that if you like this show, and specifically the parts where we talk about the history of New York and things like that. Or the freeways or the parkway. And you haven't listened to Greg's show, you need to do that and get on with him and his partner Tom and do the show. Uh, they're way better prepared than us. Uh, uh, they go they go much deeper into new york city history and which is in large part american history and as a a history guy like i i absolutely love listening to it and uh highly recommend it oh thanks thanks for the recommend again um yeah there is a lot of crossover i feel like one day i mean now i now i think you've rendered it uh, unnecessary to do a whole show on 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 goodfellas but maybe we'll do the godfather yeah, or you could do. You, you, I would love to hear your guys' take on Goodfellas, and you know, and I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure everybody has their own. Uh, and this is a very micro analysis format, and mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I don't think anybody <laughs> would be crazy no to repeat stupid this. enough to do this again. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <come> on. <laughs> so, but yeah, Greg, thank you so much. We appreciate it. It was great yeah, to have you on this you week, guys. It was this was a blast. Thank you so much. And finally, if you like comic books, you can check out our sister site, ifanboy.com, where the three of us talk about every week's release of comic books. And also, check out Star Wars Minute. They are the progenitors of this uh, format. Uh, they're doing one minute of The Phantom Menace currently, and God bless them for that. And we'll see you again <laughs> Monday. Goodbye. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is on.